0: Welcome back to the Hot to Best Daily Picks show for Tuesday, February 15th. Back with some more college basketball action for today. Before we get into today's picks, Quick recap for Monday, we end up going one and two. Northern Colorado covers the spread, St. Louis doesn't, and Cleveland State ends up losing in triple overtime. Um, A disappointing loss there. A couple, all three of the games were very, very close, Um, but one and two for Monday's picks. We got a great card here for Tuesday. We got a special guest on today's episode, so let's jump right into that. All right, guys, today we are joined with Picks with the Professor. He has some great college basketball stuff. Um, Yeah, where where can people find you? Uh,
1: People can find me on Twitter, at Professor Sides. YouTube channel is uh, Picks with the Professor.
0: Perfect. Um, So, yeah, we're just going to be going through a few of these games today. Um, We actually are on on the same side of quite a few games today, so we thought it would be a pretty good day to record. Um, Starting off, VCU taking on Fordham. Both these teams have been decently solid. They're actually both coming off wins. Um, VCU will win over George Mason on Saturday, Fordham a win over Duquesne. And, you know, this VCU team, one reason they really stuck out to me is just how strong they have been playing at late. Um, I think it's like six and one in their last seven games or something. The defense is very, very impressive. The shot defense, especially. Um, what do you think about this game?
1: Yeah, I, I I love VCU here. I I grade all my picks. You know, I, I play into the professor gimmick, and so yep. uh, VCU gets an A pick for me. I make this number uh, a little over eight, uh, and my numbers usually like four. And so the fact that I'm so on VCU here is what I like. Uh, they've been playing well. It's on the road, but I, I we always talk about playing numbers in, in any sport. And once this is as long as this is seven or under, I just think it's a great spot to back VCU.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw that it's kind of moving towards more, more towards VCU as of late. I think it's at seven now, um, yeah. as we're recording here. But yeah, I mean, both these teams, kind of like you, are, are teams that I have loved in certain spots yeah. this season. Um, but offensively, I think Fordham
1: is really going to struggle to shoot the ball um, against such a strong VCU team. Um, yeah, and and you make that point. I say I, I have totals on all the games as well. I make the total for this one 122. Uh, I noticed earlier there was about 126. It's down to 124 and a half, I think, as we're recording this now. I still think it should come down even further, playing just like you were saying. I don't think Fordham's going to score at all. You know, you always talk about, you know, bench guys maybe playing better at home or something, but it's hard to get much going against this VCU defense.
0: Yeah, and I saw uh, um, Quinsbury, uh, the, I, can't, I don't think i am saying his name right, but the Fordham, their lead score, I thought he's maybe questionable for this game. I'm um, not sure what that injury was, but who knows if he's going to be 100%. Um, and and Fordham really just hasn't had you know any of those super solid wins this season against the stronger A10 teams. They've really kind of struggled um, this season.
1: Yeah, to nah. your point, they 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 lost one of their better players earlier in the season, transferring out, and we all kind of thought they would suffer from that, and and they didn't. They kind of held in there a little bit but it's kind of been held together a little bit uh smoke and mirrors almost it's like they're they're playing better than we thought given that but they're still not really competing against the upper echelon of that conference
0: right right um yeah so we're both on vcu here in this game um do you got anything else to add before we move on here
1: no, I like I said. I think this is one of my one of my favorite picks uh, for Tuesday. Here's VCU for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, when I saw this line, I thought it was <laughs> a little crazy, and it's kind of already started to move in that direction. So who knows what it'll end up at? But um, yeah, right. I, think, I think VCU is a um, a solid play there. Um, yeah. So going down here, the next game we were taking a look at Clemson taking on Florida State. Now both these teams have had some struggles as of late. I mean. Clemson's only win as of recent was against this Florida state team. I think Florida state's lost like their last six games as well. Um, But these were two teams, you know, early in the season that I definitely had high hopes for. I mean, uh, I've been way too high on Florida state the past few seasons and I kind of fell off a little bit, but I just feel like in this spot, going up against this Clemson team, you know, it's a defense for Clemson that I really thought was going to be a lot more solid. And they've just kind of disappointed me as of late. What do you think on that?
1: Yeah, so this is the classic, um, you know, Clemson's defense can't stop anybody, and Florida State's offense couldn't score against five chairs. I I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on Florida State on this one, but I feel like I'm asking for trouble back in Florida State. I've watched them a couple times lately. You know, there's on a normal night, there's 30, 40 games or whatever. On a big night, it's even more, so you can't watch all of them. But I've spent a couple times I've had plays on Florida State, I've watched them, and they are Awful to watch offensively. But Clemson's just as bad defensively. So I, this one's just going to be an ugly one all the way around, I think.
0: Yeah, I think this is kind of just one of those games that the home team um, just feels like they're going to have a major advantage. And, you know, Florida State, I know as of late, they've, they've just really been struggling, but they've had moments where they have shined to the season. I mean, obviously that huge win over Duke um, at home earlier in the season, which, you know, one game doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, but, I mean, Florida State, they got a couple of, not I was going to say a couple of scores, that's not entirely true. I mean, offensively, yeah, you're right, they, <laughs> they have not shot the ball very well at all. Um, but I do like what I've seen from them defensively, um, at least to a certain extent. Um, offensively for Clemson, though, do you think this Florida State team is going to be able to shut them down? you think they're too good at shooting?
1: Yeah, I, I think it you know both teams are so mediocre I kind of think anything could happen this one I, I think is more of a it's like you said like the home team matters I, I, here's what I will say about this one I was surprised I tracked some other systems as well and you know Ken Palm has Florida State favored team rankings has Florida State favored BPI has Florida State favored I make Florida State favorite in this game and to me it's just shocking because I just have such a I, but, a bad opinion i think of florida state it's like i've backed them i kind of like I mean, you mentioned like i backed them one too many times they let me down but but clemson isn't that good either and so i think it's one of those things where when you you know it's you got to trust the process you got to trust your numbers but in some games it's difficult to do that and i think this is one that i'm i'm going to do it but it's not easy to trust the process
0: Oh, no, yeah, I totally get that. Looking at, you know, you see you see a number that you just know is not where it should be, um, but it, it's just so, so hard to bet it still. And really, these two teams, like the essence of the ACC this season, I think this is kind of the definition of what it is. It's, it's so hard to, to know how some of these mediocre teams play night in and night out, and, you know, these two have obviously had their struggles as of late, but, um, so, yeah, I, I really do think defensively, at least I hope so, <laughs> that Florida State, um, you know, can, can improve a little bit and, and start to get back to what I thought they were going to be at least preseason. And, and I do wonder a little bit at times, which I know, you know, into February, most of that preseason stuff, you know, sh- should be out of the out of the way by now. But I wonder, you know, some of those ranking systems and I, I don't know about yours, maybe you want to um, talk about it a little bit. How does that preseason, how long does that generally stay in?
1: Um, no, it, it's it's still part of it. And it, 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 it varies per team and per situation. But I mean, any good system, that's still going to hang in even through now. By the time we get to the end of the season, it's mostly faded out mm-hmm. to 10, 20% or something like that. But but at this point, depending on the team, it, it's, a, it's a variable system. But depending on the team, you're still talking about 30%, 40% or so of that preseason rating just because that is, and it depends on the returning production, the age of the players, et cetera. But that's so much information that we have to try to combine with this information. And so it's still kind of hanging in there for a few teams stubbornly, slowly losing you know, per, um, per game. But, but it's an interesting point you talk about, right? Iowa State's a good team like that, where if you just trusted this season's data, you've probably lost about like eight in a row on Iowa State. Whereas if you use some of that still those priors from previous seasons – you kind of had a little bit more temperate expectations of them. It was a great run, but maybe they weren't quite as good. So it, it's a, it's a, it's an art and a science, right? Trying to figure yeah. out how to balance those. Uh, you talked about Florida State recent play. I wanted to, I wanted to make a comment too. Outside of the 18 and 0 run that North Carolina went on to start the game, they actually only lost the rest of the game by two. So mm-hmm. I, that's, that's the silver lining there. You can't quite do that, right? Cause North Carolina didn't care at the end, but look, if you're trying to be optimistic about Florida State, that's what you're hanging your hat on, right? They only lost the rest of the game by two after that start to North Carolina.
0: Yeah, and you had said earlier, Florida State, you know, is just a tough team to watch. But yeah, like, you know, there's definitely been moments in at least, you know, halves of games, parts of games yeah. mm-hmm. where they have looked like a solid team and, yeah. and one that can, you know, definitely contend and um, be in the top of the ACC. Yeah. But um, yeah, you got anything else on this game?
1: Uh, no, just, you know, you, you know, like I always say you don't have to watch the game if it'll still win for you yeah you don't have to suffer through it all right so it's just something to keep in mind
0: <laughs> yep yep um and speaking of one <laughs> you might not want to be watching <laughs> Muramak <laughs> taking on Sacred Heart um you know this Muramak team is coming off of one of the probably their biggest win of the season over a Wagner team on Saturday that you know ended the um the longest active winning streak in the country at the time um and really neither one I mean both these teams losing records obviously coming into this one Neither one has played amazingly well this season but for what Sacred Heart is they have shot the ball decently well this season and um, that's really kind of the angle I was looking at here in this game what do you think about that here
1: yeah I can't say I've seen a second of either one of these two teams play this is one of those you get to these smaller schools and I, I think there's a lot of money to be made on them if you can find the right angle if you can find the right uh, the right stats, you know, if you've watched any of them, whatever it may be, because the sports books have a hard time making lines on all of these games. They don't watch these as well. They know they don't get as much money. So the limits are smaller. So if you're, if you're a person who's going to bet 50 grand a game or something, right, the limits are going to hurt you for that. But that's not most of our audience, right? Most of our audience is not in that range. And so the limits aren't going to be a, a huge factor, but you can make some money in these small schools. So I like to just trust my my math on this. It, it combines tempo and offense and defense and all that stuff. I make this game Sacred Heart minus three, which means they're about the same. So if you're laying a number under three, I think that's valuable. I think it's a pick that's going to make you money in the long run. Uh, both teams are, like I said, a bit of disappointment based off their preseason expectations and not just the losing record, but they've um, just not performed as well as uh, I think my model was hoping they would. So they've been equally bad, I think, coming into the spot.
0: Yeah, for sure. And kind of like you said, you know, picking some of those those smaller conferences, um, that's definitely something I, I, I try to do every year, you know, find a couple of those smaller conferences that um, maybe you, you try and watch a few of their games. The NEC has definitely um, been that in the past. I wouldn't say this year. I've watched it nearly as much. But um, that first year, Merrimack joined Division One. Um, I was actually watching quite a few of their games. They, they went on a pretty good run there. I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, mm-hmm. they were a very solid team at that point. They've kind of feel like though, they've lost a little bit of that magic from <laughs> from what they had there. Um, and, you know, I, I think the Sacred Heart team, um, really just looking at how well they distribute the basketball, getting a lot of different players involved um, is one thing that I really, really love about them. Um, and will the Murmack defense isn't terrible um i just don't necessarily think they're gonna you know do enough to stop him in this game i think sacred heart at home um you know gives them the advantage here in this one um yeah. yeah what I, else you got on this game anything
1: yeah i yeah no, i agree with you there i think in the nec they've got that like nec front row thing or whatever so you can watch yeah. all their games some of the conferences don't right some of the conferences they uh make you pay for it or they they go through the, like flow hoops or something which you oh, have to pay for. <laughs> don't
0: get me started yeah. on flow hoops
1: <laughs> yeah I, 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 every time we turn around you search on twitter and it gives on flow hoops you know it drives me crazy but uh yeah it, some of these small schools that have jumped up divisions have had some kind of hot streaks, right we've seen that with st thomas this year has had right. a little bit of a run where they've looked good so uh, they weren't the only team to do that Uh, but yeah come back to earth a little bit teams kind of figured them out the scouting a lot of these small schools is just about they know each other so well because they're all really close to each other it's easy to scout right and uh, once they've kind of figured out that the tricks that the coach uses or something like that it's uh, like you said, they, they struggle a little bit more. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Sacred Heart gets the, gets the win. We, you always talk about the number, right? As long as you're laying, you know, that one, one and a half, two, the probability that they win and don't cover that is really small. Not impossible, right? There's never any locks or anything like that. But uh, you're probably safe laying such a short number as long as it stays in that range here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of brings up another question a little bit off topic here in this game. But um, I am curious, you know, when you see a team that's like minus one and a half or plus one and a half, how do you deal with that different than, you know, a like, you know, going from three to six or something? You know, it's still three points, but do you do you consider that in a different way? Did you look at it the same? I'm just kind of. No, I I do.
1: I do. It's a great question. So I actually have uh, probability. So I've, I've taken historical data of what teams are favored by, bucketed them to get a big enough sample size. Um, And then so when I I make my own number, and then I use that to translate that to a probability that they cover based off what the spread is. And so, yeah, I don't treat all numbers the same. So I've had people ask me that. They've said, how do you have only a B pick on a team when you make them minus two and they're plus two? That's a four-point differential. And I say, yeah, it's four points, but it's four points that matter less, right? One is the least common close game and you can't land at zero, right? They they right. keep playing I'm, you know yeah. for better or worse, right? They just keep playing at zero. And so that's very different. But if I have a team who uh, I make minus six and it's minus two, that four-point differential is huge. So that's an right. easy APIC for me. So yeah, I have probabilities that convert to that. And it's it's a goal eventually to turn this into an online tool so that anybody can go on and just type in the numbers and it converts to probability. Because I get I get asked the same questions a lot. Uh, with regards to money line, the same thing, right? Would you you rather take plus two or would you rather take plus 120 in the money line? And it's like, well, depending on the situation, one might be a better play than the other. So there's a lot of math that goes into it, but absolutely, it's just like in football, right? All points aren't the same. The only difference is that in football, everyone knows, you know, three in the NFL, now six, you know, seven, right? These numbers that are so key. In college basketball, the, it's not quite as stark, but you know, seven is more likely for a game to land on than six and eight. Right. So there's some kind of uh, there's a lot of math that goes in to differentiate how valuable a pick is there based off of where the numbers are.
0: Yeah. And I always find it interesting, like late games, when you have those short spreads and, you know, free throws can you can swig a game at the end um, by so much. Do you ever yeah. look at like um, first half spreads or anything like that?
1: Yeah. I, I don't look at first half, second half. It's, the it's a gr- it's a great question. The first half, the downside is there's more variability because it's a smaller time frame. Uh, but you would at least do avoid the late game free throw stuff. And the the thing that I I'd like to incorporate one day is some sort of tracking on coaches because we see that sometimes coaches tend to foul in crazier situations. There's some that'll you know be down nine and they'll they'll tell their team to foul and and it's like. I think you know, 15 seconds to go, like the game's long over. Right. Yeah. And, and that would matter. That would affect how you handicap a situation because if that team's playing in a game in the spreads, you know, eight or 10 or whatever, you know, you might say, Oh, I, I don't care. They're going to foul and get outside that number. Some coaches, it you know, it's a five point game with 10 seconds to go. And they're like, no, we've lost. We get it. And so I think that really matters, but I don't have that coded in, but it's something that I think would be real interesting. I don't know if you saw the uh, Kentucky, South Carolina game about a week ago Kentucky's up mm. 10 I think the number was 11 South Carolina fouls down 10 with you know 10 seconds to go and I you know I have South Carolina plus 11 I'm screaming at the team I'm like what are you doing <laughs> the game's over you know but of course Kentucky makes both free throws and then South Carolina goes down and dunks and then I mean it was just a, a wild ending but um, it, you, you hope you want a coach right when you're taking those plus odds like or plus, big plus numbers like that you, you want the coach to be like we're down nine the game's over no big deal we don't have to foul (laughs) they don't all all do that so for some people they like those first half lines because of that um i i don't because i don't want that extra variability but you know to each their own i guess
0: yeah yeah generally i've i've haven't really bet first half lines either but i did find it interesting actually last summer um not that you can really just you know swap it in and out but I felt like during the season last year that I was having so many games that I'd had teams you know leading at the half and, and then mm. they would you know blow it at the end of the game for free throws or whatever and it actually turned out had I bet only first halves that it would have ended up making more money but it's hard to, you know, throw that in. That's kind of just whatever.
1: <laughs> I had a long string of that with baseball with the first fives. And I was like, I was like, I I'm incorporating bullpens. I'm like, that's in the model. Like I didn't yeah. know what was going on. It was all, it was a long run and those always throw you for a loop, right? Because you're saying uh, I, I understand there's a small sample size variability, but at some point the number keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're like, is there something? Is this a real trend? Like this? This isn't fluky anymore. This isn't like five days. This isn't ten days. Is like a over a month's worth of data here. Like how does this keep happening? You know?
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a week let in January here where yeah, it just kept happening like that. I'm Ugh. like man, what what am I doing wrong here? <laughs> I yeah. just start betting first halves blindly, but um, luckily I didn't because it's kind of started to go the other way now where but, I have teams go. coming back in the second half. So um, right. yeah, um, thanks for coming on the show. Do you have any yeah, other things else you want to add here before we
1: um, hop off? I don't think so. Like I said, it's a lot of fun here talking talking about three games that we both like, which is always fun when you can kind of go back and forth and say, yeah, we're both on the same side and uh, hopefully we can at least get two of these three, right? You, you know, obviously you always hope for three, right. but if we get two of these three, I think it'll be a great night. Yeah, and that's kind
0: of I I like that three number. I like at least an odd number because you know then yeah, yeah. you you can't <laughs> you can't go five hundred at least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, definitely go check him out, Twitter and in the YouTube channel. What I'll be on his YouTube show um, at some point here yep. later in the week. So um, take a look at all that. And thanks for joining us today.
1: Yep. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: And that is it for Tuesday's college basketball show. And I'll make sure you go check out picks with the professor on Twitter and YouTube. He does some great stuff over there. Um, if you want to see more of the hot to bet stuff, head over to hot to Take a look at all the picks up there. College basketball, NBA, NFL, Um, I guess the NFL season's over, NHL, UFC, um, everything going on this weekend, as well as follow the Hot to Bets main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, to stay up to date with all that, as well as follow me at Hot to Bets Chris on Twitter and Instagram so you don't miss out on any of the stuff I'm doing, Um, and as well as on the Best Stamp app where you can get early access to all of the picks the second that I record each episode. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for Tuesday college basketball card thanks for watching today's show i will see you guys tomorrow